Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. All right, guys, don't let unexpected vet bills get you down. Trupanion Medical Insurance for Pets is here for you. A Trupanion policy helps cover the costs for expenses you can't plan or budget for, like unexpected new accidents and illnesses. Last year, the Trupanion policy paid out a wide variety of claims, from toy ingestions to heart murmurs. They've covered it. While you're at it, make sure to take advantage of Trupanion's breeder support program for access to a special offer of coverage for your litters, a breeder referral program, and your own dedicated account manager, all at no cost to you. Just follow the link to Trupanion on my partner page and be sure to let them know that Pure Dog Talk sent you. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves. And all right, guys, we're going to have a conversation today. This is a conversation that has popped up in social media world, in IRL, in real life world. This is a conversation that is hot and heavy. And it is the conversation regarding proposal from the American Kennel Club to allow junior showmanship exhibitors to present canine partners. So in other words, mixed breed dogs in junior showmanship. And this is quite a conversation. And sadly, I fear it's a conversation that is going to go and already has gone a bit sideways. But it's also a really important conversation to have. And I think that having a healthy and useful discussion on this topic is worthwhile. So I'm being joined by Jody Davidson, who you guys who listen to the podcast will have remembered from her Jody's Juniors conversation we had a while back. She is a junior showmanship coach located in Arizona. And our additional guest is a junior showmanship exhibitor himself named Bevan Cowell, who's from Oklahoma. And we're going to talk about this. And there's strong opinions and strong opinions are allowed. And as I was telling Bevan and Jody a little earlier, I can argue both sides of this and make a very convincing argument. But I want to hear from people in the ring, from Jody, who works with 25 kids. And we'll poke at it a little bit and see what we can do. So first of all, Bevan, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us just a little quick bit about you and your, as I understand it, enormous family. Yes. <laughs> enormous and talented. Yes. yes. Hi, my name's Bevan Towell, and I feel that I have too many siblings. I don't think my parents would necessarily agree. What was the one about a football team, not a dog show family? I love that. Oh, yes. Everybody who sees us is like, oh, you should form a football team. We're like, none of us play football. <laughs> Showing dogs is healthier long term, I'm telling you. We're all a bit flimsy on the skinnier <laughs> side. so. And if you don't run fast enough, that doesn't work out so hot in football. <laughs> and Jody, of course, a little 411 for people. Since he's being modest. Bevan, how'd you do this year at the AKC Junior Showmanship Finals? I made it to the finals, finals on the Saturday Scholarship Competition. I made it to 12. So down to the final 12 out of 150 plus, right? Yes. That is an impressive talent. So I'm super excited. And you show a variety of breeds right now, right? What did Jody tell me? A Whippet and a Papillon? Yes. 
You've shown some others. Oh, yeah. Well. I started off my junior's career on a beagle, actually. And the beagle's name is Quilly. And she's sort of like our classic get out of novice dog. I mean, right. well, almost everybody with coach has right. one. So she's just the dog that we put on all the novices to get them out of novice. So I started on Quilly. And after that, my mom asked me what type of dog I really wanted. And so I had this list. One of them was I didn't want to groom it. And I wanted it to go to sleep when I went to sleep. And so we concluded upon a whippet. And so about after searching for around three months, we finally found a whippet that wasn't squirrely. <laughs> That's important. Having a whippet that likes to show can be a challenge. Not all of them enjoy the show. Right oh, now. He doesn't like showing. It is a complicated process getting him to show. You mm-hmm. have to flatter him up one side and down the other. Convince him he's fabulous. Yes. So talk to us, you guys and Jody. I know you're working with like two dozen young exhibitors right now with a variety of breeds. I have 25 juniors ranging in age from, well, I'm not counting the peewees. I have 25 actively competing juniors right now. Everything from novice juniors to open seniors. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing, and I'll just start here, is most of my kids do not come from dog show families. In fact, virtually none of my kids come from families that have bred and exhibited dogs. A lot of my kids find their way to me from friends of friends, from people who are breeders, who have kids who are families that have expressed an interest in dog showing. I have somebody who is starting up next week who came to a dog show, saw junior showmanship, and really wanted to try it. More than a third of my kids, maybe even closer to a half of my kids, do not have their own dogs to start with. I have a wide lending library of dogs, including my grand champion, Clumber Spaniel, Bitch Josie, who is on her 10th junior. I make it easy for kids to get started in the sport. I have probably 200 dresses, skirts, tops, etc., so the kids can get their clothing for free, appropriate show clothing. I do training classes for kids at $10 a pop, or they can do chores and work off their classes that way. I make it easy for kids to travel to shows if the parents can't. I do everything in my power to support junior handlers. And I've done that for, as of today, 58 years. I've been involved in this sport. My first question to you, Laura, would be, what's the purpose of the AKC? Right. And the conversation is, to me, very, very interesting from that perspective, right? The American Kennel Club is to promote and preserve purebred dogs. Yep. And that is an important goal and one that I think we're all very dedicated to. Absolutely. On the other hand, you'll remember, I started in a 4-H. Yep. And I should say that several of my juniors have come out of 4-H, and I have twice judged the showmanship finals for our state. Yep. I've done a lot of work with 4-H. It is a program I am absolutely devoted to. And my first show dog, quote unquote, was a Beagle Dachshund Cocker Spaniel Lasso Poodle named Morris. He was a mutt. And he wasn't very pretty. And his most endearing trait was that he could sit up and salute with one ear. And my father swore that he could clear a room and pass gas from the grave. So those were Morris's finest features. Okay. Now go back and give me that list again of what this dog was. I'll show a picture in the blog post. He was a Beagle Dachshund Cocker Spaniel Lassa Opso Poodle. He looked like a black and tan, ugly 
point nose beagle, kind of short coated. Okay. He was just like a little dog. He was a little black and tan and white dog. Perfect. That is a perfect example. That dog looks more like a cardigan corgi to me. He was just this little black and white dog. For listeners, I'm showing Jody a picture on Zoom. And so the conversation, I think, revolves around the sport of purebred dogs. Yep. And that is very important because in many instances, we are finding in the sport of purebred dogs that there are not very many people of Bevan's age. You're what, 16, Bevan? Yes. Yeah. That are interested in showing dogs instead of playing Xbox. Most sports. (laughs) Whatever game it is that teenagers play these days. Last I checked, it was Xbox. I don't know. And so we're finding shortages of young people to, we talk about preservation breeding of dogs. There's also a question of preserving the sport of purebred dogs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I believe that that's really the crux of where this comes down to is the question of we are to support purebred dogs and purebred dog breeding, and we don't have enough people doing that. Okay. And I'm with you all the way on this. I have absolutely no objections or problems or concerns about mixed breed dogs being shown and exhibited and enjoying any of the dog sports that are offered by AKC or other organizations. I sincerely believe in those instances, these are objective sports. In obedience, that dog either sits straight or it doesn't sit straight. It either hits the jump in agility or it doesn't hit the jump. These are very objective, objective things. Mm-hmm. Dog showing, confirmation dog showing is a subjective activity. A dog is long and low and heavy. How low is low? How heavy is heavy? How long is long? How low is low? All of these things are subjective based on the individual judge's preference. So, by the way, this is Nedward. Nedward, the mixed breed dog, is making an appearance on the Zoom call. Okay, so I have no problem at all. In fact, Nedward has multiple titles, has qualified for the Rally Nationals twice, is the highest level trick dog, all of these things. Mm-hmm. But as I'm going to demonstrate with Bevan and Nedward a little further down the line is who the heck knows what Nedward is. This has been a subject for debate for the last seven years that we've owned him. Mm-hmm. When a junior shows a breed, I take offense at people who say junior showmanship is generic because it is not. If it's done properly, every breed is shown specific to that breed standard. Mm-hmm. I use the example of an English Toy Spaniel, and a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Many judges can't tell the difference between the two. Sadly true. They are shown extremely differently. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers are always free-stacked. The junior should never kneel with a Cavalier. And the tail is down. You don't touch that tail. With an English Toy Spaniel, you kneel with that dog. You hold the tail level with the back. More importantly, you show the head which per our standard is one of the most important features of the breed. Correct. So when done properly, a junior showing a Cavalier looks completely different than a junior showing an English Toy Spaniel. And this is the same for many, many breeds. Additionally, every breed has a standard that points out what a perfect dog of that breed should look like. So I have a junior with a dog who chose out. The breed says the dog should be straight in the front. That junior has to know what the dog's faults are 
in order to correct them when they're stacking. Same thing as a professional handler would do, any good handler. With all of these things having been said, how then do you effectively judge a junior with a mixed breed against a junior with a purebred dog? There is no standard for a mixed breed. So how do you do that fairly and objectively? There is no fair. Well, I'm going to give you the devil's advocate position. Okay, go ahead. Speaking as a junior showmanship judge. Right. And as someone who started out showing a mixed breed dog. Okay. The flip side of the coin is not everybody has you. Right. I get that. And for the many more people than the two dozen you have, there may not be an option of someone to loan them a perfectly trained, perfectly groomed, all ready to go get them out a novice beagle like Bevan had. I get that. See, I look at it this way. Sure, not every child can get a dog, but if you're willing to put the effort into showing a dog, even though you don't have a perfect one, really proves that like you deserve to be in this sport. It proves that you're dedicated because if you can bring any dog into this sport because it's easy, do we necessarily want those people in the sport? It's a quality over quantity problem. Okay, so you might've seen my eyes bug out of my head on that one. Because if you were talking to me when I was nine, you wouldn't have wanted me in this sport. I'm deadly serious. And so that is, in my opinion, part of the problem. Well, see, if you were nine and I was at the show and you came up to me and you said, I can't find a dog, I might have to take my Brickspeed and the dog because nobody is offering me anything. You know, some kids are shy and I get that. But there is plenty of opportunity just walking around the dog show. See, the only reason I have a Papillon is I was determined to get one. See, my mother wasn't going to let me have a toy dog because of how many siblings I have. She was afraid they were going to break it. So I had to prove to her that I could earn a toy dog. I wandered around the show for all of two years, mostly. Two years, I wandered around the show helping literally everyone with a toy dog and proving to my mother that I could do it. So I get where you're coming from. Like, it's hard to get a dog, but there are other ways to do it. You said that there aren't a lot of me. I get that because God only knows there aren't. But the reality is there are a ton of people in our sport that are willing to help kids. I have a junior showing a Chesky Terrier right now because I put the word out through the Chesky Terrier Club And I put the word out through people who knew people with Chesky's. I don't know anybody with Chesky's. And I have a junior with a Chesky who two weeks ago went best junior, ended up best Chesky in the country junior. I think the problem is, let's go back to the whole idea of mixed breed dogs. I have no objection with juniors showing mixed breeds in a special division, like the Peewees. The Peewees show, we've developed a special program for them. It's great. It's proving to be a great introduction. Most of my little guys start in peewees and then go beyond that into breed. But I think the problem is you've got a lot of families with mixed breed dogs. The 4-H kids that I have dealt with, some have beautifully trained dogs. Some have dogs you can't put your hands on. Is that, from a liability standpoint, something we want to do? I understand that in the breed ring, we can have some dogs that you can't put your hands on. But I guess what I'm saying is I'm fine with a pilot program 
for want of a better term, a pilot program, and let's see how it goes. But I think if we put the mixed breed dogs in right now against the kids with purebred dogs, I fear a sort of favoritism, a bias, a potential bias emerging. Judges who want to prove that they're all about opening up our sport to everybody, all of a sudden rewarding kids, and they may be great. I mean, let's be honest. Again, dog show juniors are a very subjective sport. What one person may think is great handling, another person may not. So, I I mean, I can't question that. But I wonder if we are not putting ourselves up for that kind of a bounce back. Yes. And Jody actually brushed over one of the main points of my argument in this podcast. She just said how having a mixed breed dog might create sort of a bias in the junior's ring. And there already is sort of a bias in the junior's ring. When I first began showing, it's not proven, but like you can observe it happening. It's called the male factor, which is essentially for a judge to look fair, they pick a boy to make the cut to go on to the next stage of showing, like in juniors. So like in order to look fair, even though the boy isn't as good as the female, in order to look fair, they pick you and move you on to the finals. And that's happened to me many, many times. And I felt bad. I have apologized to kids who had to walk home because I took the placement that they should be sitting in because the judge wanted to look fair. What if we get a judge shows bias towards a mixed breed and a kid who should be making it to the final doesn't because a judge wants to look fair? Okay. So now's my turn to have my devil's advocate position. And I'm going to touch on a couple of the points that were made here. And I'm going to start with Bevan's last one. It is a point in time where you were super excited that you placed in the top 12 of 150 kids total entry at Orlando. I am old enough to remember my kid winning 150 dog entry, junior entry at a regular weekend dog show, Mm -hmm. where most of the weekend dog shows right now are 20. So you've just made the argument for me that there aren't enough children showing in junior showmanship. You mentioned that possibly there would be an unhealthy bias or a favoritism shown toward the child with the mixed breed dog, and that that would be terrible. Whereas many of the people that I've heard and spoken to about this are much more concerned about the judges showing favoritism to that top winning junior with the golden retriever and the child with the mixed breed dog being disillusioned and going away. So, We have not enough, perhaps, fairness in the judging, as everybody's got an opinion on that. I would concur. As an opinionated sport, you can't really make it fair. Exactly. So I think that the children who are choosing to compete with mixed breed dogs because they don't have a Jody, they don't have anybody to give them a dog, they have to work with the family doodle, and that's what they got to work with. Yes. And they've trained it, and they've trimmed it. And they are just as tough as you are, just as dedicated as you are, just as proud as you are. And as a junior showmanship judge, my job is to judge the junior's presentation skills. Mm -hmm. I am not to judge the quality of the dog at all. And I can talk to you about the junior's rings I've been in where I couldn't touch the purebred dog that the small child was showing me. So that has nothing to do with being purebred or not purebred. Your golden, your child with the golden doodle, you said they have them all groomed. How would they groom them, Laura? 
Had they groomed them like a poodle? Had they groomed them like a Portuguese water dog? Is it clean? Is it brushed? Are its toenails trimmed? Okay, so that's going to be our basis. That's going to be our basis for showmanship. It's the basis in 4-H and it works just fine. My point being, Laura, yes, with a mixed breed dog, you can absolutely judge those. That's animal husbandry. Is that what showing dogs is about at its core? Yes, it is in terms of, yes, we're trying to breed better animals, healthier animals. Animal husbandry is a piece that is sadly lacking. And in my perfect world, I would be instilling an entire program of animal husbandry. I actually have the program written that is more important than running around the circle with a pretty dog and a pretty little St. John suit. Actually learning to take care of the dog, actually learning to bond with the dog and train the dog yourself, your own dog, in my opinion. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here. And we are having a conversation. Okay. In my opinion, is of more value than being super pretty. Again, I may be coming at this from a different point of view. Because and that's I, why we're having the conversation, is to present different points of view. <laughs> because I have a very specific program. But my juniors are responsible for doing everything themselves. Mm-hmm. Even my littlest guys groom and trim their own dogs, bathe their own dogs. Yep. It's one of the things I love about your program. But you are the exception, not the rule in all cases, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. But my point is... For example, if you saw some of my kids, Bevan, I know as well, I've seen his siblings struggle with the dogs that they're training. I've got kids who are currently struggling with the dogs they're training. And as I said, I have no objection whatsoever to creating a program similar to the 4-H program, because that way these kids are going to get into the show ring. Dog people can see them. They can start making contacts. They will not be penalized because who the heck knows what their dog is supposed to be. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Happy 2021 from Embark. Join us for the first ever Embark Canine Health Summit, a free digital conference for breeders this February 15 to 16, 2021. Top canine experts will feature topics and discussions relevant to breeders of all experience levels. The event will run during Westminster's Fan Appreciation Week in February as part of Embark and the Westminster Kennel Club's commitment to canine genetic health. To register for this free event, go to EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders backslash Embark dash canine dash health dash summit that's a mouthful but you can do it embarkvet.com breeders embark canine health summit haven't tested with embark yet get your first embark for breeders dog dna test for 99 dollars right now when you use the code try embark 99 at EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. That's try Embark99 at EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. Earlier, I wanted to pick it up when Jody was talking. You said that animal husbandry is more important than running around the ring in your pretty St. John suit, right? Mm-hmm. But yet advocating for 
the kids who went to show mixed spring dogs is putting running around the ring and your pretty St. John suit above animal husbandry in its own way. I actually don't disagree with that. I actually think that animal husbandry is more important for children to learn than the finesse piece. The finesse piece is easy. We can teach finesse. <laughs> I've seen some pretty hard cases. You can teach finesse. You know that. You do it all the time. I, you can. What unfortunately gets too often missed, and one of the things that I admire most about Jody's program, is that people spend too much time concentrating on the finesse and miss the poop patrol. Yeah, again. And that is something that I have personally advocated against for a very long time. And one of the reasons I advocate so strongly for the work that you do, Jody, because the foundation pieces are not missed. I appreciate that. And that's something I struggle with a lot in the hyper-competitive junior showmanship ring as it stands today, my personal opinion. I've heard the argument that there are juniors who can only have X number of dogs in their house. And I have that situation with several of my kids. And that's why they are loners. Does that mean the child is handed the dog at the show ring and they go in? No. They come to classes regularly. They groom their dog regularly. And I'm talking multiple times a week here at my place. Sometimes with formal instruction, sometimes it's taking care of the dog. Right. And I think that one of the things that I think has been an important conversation to come out of this sort of kerfuffle, as we said, on this topic is that focus on supporting juniors as breeders with our dogs. And I know that you have encountered a lot of people who are willing to support your kids. And I can tell you that out there in the real world, that's not always the case. But I have found if you go to the national club, there are often people willing. And even if you just go to their Facebook page and post, I have a junior, we are looking for this, can you help? And there certainly are people who are willing to help, no argument for me. But on the other hand, to assume that just anybody is going to do that is erroneous. No, not just anybody is going to do it, let's be honest. It's not true. <laughs> there are a lot of people who want to nice things. So focusing on developing that sort of concept Um, One of the juniors that I've seen has turned this conversation into a really positive thing and is developing a list of people who are willing. So there's some onus on within our community, I believe, to do as much as possible to support the juniors, to sell dogs to juniors, lease dogs to juniors, whatever it might be. And within the junior showmanship ranks themselves, as you say, and Bevan, you know this as well as I do, your friends at school want to do it because you think it's cool or they think it's cool because you do it or you know what I'm saying that sort of peer pressure at the peer level I think is really important as well I know too many kids who hide the fact that they go to dog shows from their school friends I'm like okay that's not helping (laughs) you know yeah there is a lot of dedication in the young people who do juniors and I have nothing but respect for it But I also believe that we can be our own worst enemies. Yes. You know, one other thing that I've seen people saying is we need to do this because most kids can't afford a purebred dog. My question is, with entry costs at 30 bucks a pop for a junior, for junior showmanship, and that's pretty much an average, at 30 bucks a pop, 
how is this child going to do a four-day circuit? This child that can't afford a dog. Right. And I mean, there's a whole conversation around, I personally, when I am involved with the club, make juniors free. So there you go. There's another conversation involved around, you know, just the cost of the sport by itself. And it's exclusivity can be its finest feature and its biggest bug, if you will, right? It's a feature, not a bug. So that is a conversation. But I think my main takeaways primarily from this, again, the overarching kerfuffle, and I completely hear and find valid all of the comments and observations that you guys have made. And I hear conversations and have my own feelings as well, that there's room for our sport to grow and how we do it is important. And having these conversations and thinking about ways that we inside the sport can take some responsibility to help grow it, whether that is as a breeder to support a kid, if you have time and you can be a Jody some other place, (laughs) anything that we can do that supports growing the youth involvement in the sport of dogs is going to improve the sport of dogs long-term. I agree. The way we grow the sport is very important. But let's say we allow to show your mixed dog breed in juniors, okay? So the sport now floods with more youth, correct? One would hope we get some. (laughs) Yes, okay. So those youth are now showing mixed breed dogs, right? So what's to say... I've been told this many times that when you come out of the ring, judges say, you are the future of this sport. Thank you for showing. Who is to say that the collective of these new people who are coming upon the sport with their mixed breeds dogs are going to grow up and advocate for pure breed dogs? What if they now advocate show mixed breed dogs in normal AKC? And that is an argument that can be made. I myself, with my little Beagle Dachshund Carcass Panulasa Opso Poodle, got really tired of losing to the Shelties and the Britneys and decided that a purebred dog, when my father offered me that opportunity, was going to be a little more successful for me. Now, that's what I found. It certainly has not harmed me in my long-term involvement in purebred dogs that I started with a mutt and had to wait to show in AKC until I had a purebred dog. Neither one of those things harmed me. Well, if showing a mixed breed dog becomes acceptable and no longer hinders your showing performance, who's to say that a kid that really, really loves golden doodles won't just want to grow up and breed golden doodles and advocate for that? I mean, that's your passion. That's And they may. <laughs> I mean, they may. But the problem with that is AKC is a program designed to preserve, pr- preserve purebred dogs. Right. Right. So even though we would be expanding upon the sport, we would be drowning the morals of which it's been built on. Okay. That's a great, great commentary. So like I said, there's a lot of conversation around this. And I think what's most important is that we have the conversation, have it respectfully, and hear each other's point of views. And eventually at some point, you're going to be able to reach consensus on a place. Jody's suggestion that the canine partners dogs be invited to participate in a particular competition that is specific to that registration. Yes, like the miscellaneous group. The miscellaneous Mm -hmm. group is not allowed to compete in best in show. Correct. I would be perfectly fine if there was a mixed breed juniors. Would be as well. Just set aside from juniors. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is why these sorts of conversations are so important. And I think 
long-term useful because you can bring out all of the points, highlight all of the points. And generally speaking, if you talk and hear, you can actually come to consensus. And that is the type of thing that we're talking about here. Okay. So I think we made this point earlier. So in this conversation, some of the highlights we've taken away are breeders that are willing to support and mentor young people, fanciers who are willing to support and mentor other young people, whether they own their dog or not, juniors and breeders doing a self-check as to their supportiveness and sportsmanship within the community to encourage more growth. And I would add national breed clubs to that, Laura. I think national breed clubs also have to be that self-check. I think national breed clubs need to do more than lip service. Within the entire community, as far as I'm concerned, needs to self-check. And we can add to it junior showmanship judges. I think personally, junior showmanship is my favorite thing to judge at the dog show. And you do it very well. There are a great many of my fellow judges who do not feel the same way. And part of that is because of the uber competitive, uber intensity of it. And that's from other judges. So there's a lot of self-check that comes into it. But I think the bottom line is there's room for the sport to grow, to improve, Mm -hmm. and how we do it is important, and how we have the conversations about how we do it is important. I would absolutely agree, Laura. Look at that. We can agree. I absolutely agree with that, and I look forward to the day when there are Jodies everywhere, because if we want our sport to truly grow, that's where it has to be. The greatest aspiration one could have. Well, thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate your time. And I'm going to have to bounce off of here and get to my next interview. But I really appreciate you guys talking to me. Take care, Laura. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 